Welcome back to another episode of Mindful Habits. I'm your host, Ron Verrigan, and the purpose of this podcast is to help you live more mindfully. Now, I believe that the point of mindfulness is not just about building a strong meditation habit, but it's also about establishing a series of mindful habits that enables us to respond mindfully to what's happening in the world around us and intentionally move us toward our goals. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about five steps to finding purpose at work. Now, let's begin by taking a mindfulness moment. I'd like to invite you to take a few deep breaths. Shift your attention from whatever you're doing prior to this and give yourself this gift of this moment of calm. Relax your shoulders, unclench your jaw, and follow your breath in and out. And do your best to release whatever stress you might be holding. And finally, tune into your heart and take a moment to be grateful during these challenging times and become fully present. Welcome back. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I want to talk about the Work-Life Balance Handbook. Now, I created this workbook with my good friend and business partner, Tony Profilio. Uh, inside this 24-page PDF, we cover the three secrets to achieving work-life balance. Now, we do a deep dive into the seven key areas of focus. Uh, we take uh, using a step-by-step guide using the Wheel of Life. And uh, basically, it's a template for, uh, for self, you know, the self-assessment for work-life balance. And I give you a visual overview of over a hundred mindful habits covering each of the seven key areas of focus. So if you're interested in downloading this free resource, head over to worklifehandbook.com. That's W-O-R-K-L-I-F-E-H-A-N-D-B-O-O-K.com to learn more. So this thing called work-life balance, right? Last few episodes, we've been uh, kind of covering off everything to, having to do with work-life balance. Uh, we shared the three secrets of work-life balance. Talked about roadblocks, uh, five, the five roadblocks of achieving this thing called work-life balance. And we've been kind of going through each of the seven areas. Uh, we, you know, the, of the seven areas being mind, body, emotions, work, money, relationships, fun. And today we're going to be talking about work and specifically the five steps to finding purpose at work. So what is working on purpose? So like so if you think about that, what is what makes work satisfying, right? So there yes, there's this alignment of purpose of whatever purpose might be for you. Um, it could also be moments of flow, those times when you are in the zone. Uh, it could be leveraging your strengths, you know, so when you're performing at your best. You might be working with people. Uh, you know, bringing them be- their best selves to the world. Uh, maybe it's helping others, encouraging others, coaching your team. Maybe you enjoy the development of skills. Kind of take a moment and think about your work. What makes work satisfying for you? Now, work that matters is uh, kind of follow a fairly simple formula. A Venn diagram with, you know, a couple of circles, specifically four. And so in each circle you have, you know, do you love the work that you do? Are you good at the work that you do? Can you get paid for the work that you do? 
And are you making the world a better place? So if you kind of find you want to kind of the intersection of those four questions, there will always be part of your work that you don't like. So you may have to dig a little bit, right? So, so think about who you are at your work best. You know, what parts of your work do you look forward to? So think about your job. Think about your work. What do you look forward to? You know, where do you experience flow? You know, so flow is where your skill and your challenge level meet, right? If the skill is too high, well, you have boredom, right? If the challenge is too hard, you have frustration. But somewhere is that sweet spot of skill and challenge. That's where you, you know, you, you move into flow. You're in the zone. Where, where do you experience flow at work? Next question, how can I get paid to do what I do best, right? How is what you do valuable, right? How can you get someone to pay you to do this, whether you're, it's full-time, like you're, you're working within a job, uh, someone else is paying you, or as an entrepreneur? How can you get paid to do this? Really, a great question is, how can you make yourself more valuable? And then the final set of questions, how am I making the world a better place? How am I serving others? Right, so when you kind of think about who you are at your work best, you need to kind of answer this, this suite of questions. Now, one of the common questions that I get and kind of related to work is, you know, nothing about my work inspires me. I'm not passionate about my work. You know, I don't have a purpose. And, and I think the biggest mistake that people make is they're waiting for passion and purpose to suddenly arrive as if they're going to wake up one morning and suddenly be passionate about your work. And this couldn't be further from the truth. The path to purpose is something that you work on, right? So it's it follows a, a fairly simple formula. Curiosity leads to passion, which leads to purpose, right? So start with curiosity. Start asking questions. You know, there's a great exercise in how to think like uh, Leonardo da Vinci uh, by Michael Gelb, and it's called the, the 100 Questions Exercise. And basically, you kind of get a journal out and you start you ask yourselves 100 questions of what you want to, what are the questions that you want to have answered over your lifetime? And one of those questions could be is how can you make, you know, say six figures doing what you love to do? Spend 30 minutes brainstorm the 100 questions that you want to have answered over your lifetime and then start looking for themes you'll notice that there's certain groupings and that's probably where you want to start you become passionate when you start to get good at something you'll never excel at something unless you kind of push through that initial resistance so you need to start start with the curiosity start asking the questions fail a few times and once your skill level starts ramping up then passion will kick in and then finally, purpose happens when your work that you're doing shifts from yourself to serving others, right? So at some point, your work will evolve and, you know, maybe you'll work directly with, you know, to help others or, you know, you'll start to teach and coach, um, being a mentor. This is when purpose starts to, to, starts to kind of um, appear in your life. So remember, purpose is something you work towards. So start working on your purpose. Now let's kind of get into the five uh, five steps to uh, to this thing called uh, you know finding your purpose. So f- first is really you have to decide to turn pro, right? So we've talked about moving from curiosity to passion to purpose. So if you're a manager, right, you need to start manage <laughs> managing. You got to be how do you be the best manager that you can be, right? If your work is being a parent, like so, say if you're a stay at home parent, 
How do you be the best parent that you can be? If you want to be a writer, well, you need to start writing. If, you want, if you're a programmer, you need to start programming, uh, writing code. If, you're, if you want to be a coach, well, you need to start coaching. But basically, it's making that decision. Look, you know, you know you're, you're going to move from mediocrity to mastery, and you're really going to start. You're going to turn pro. You're going to flip that switch, and you're going to really going to focus in on whatever that role is, being the best at that. Now, second is you need to dial in your energy uh, before you can level up your work. So we've covered off some of the, uh, you know, the foundational habits, eat, move, sleep, meditate, and some of the previous uh, episodes. Because, you know, a few years ago, I kind of hit this plateau where my work stalled, right? I just couldn't do it anymore. My creativity vanished. And I was really kind of close to burnout. So this is a sign that where you need to really double down on your energy habits. And once you, once you do that, you spend some time building that foundation. Then um, once I did that, my productivity and created, you know, creativity are now through the roof and, and um, quite flourishing in, in this particular area. If you've kind of hit that threshold of burnout, then dial in on your energy habits. Now, third, you want to eliminate distractions, right? So, yes, there's the tech distractions, you know, so turn off all those notifications, all those interruptions. But even from a broader sense is stop doing the stuff that's not aligned with your purpose. We've got so many things kind of going on. And you really want to want to, you know, eliminate the things that are distracting you from, from pursuing your purpose. Fourth this is probably probably the, one of the most important is be creative before you're reactive. Now, most people start their days, you know, looking at their messages or catching up on the nudes or, you know, or checking Facebook, you know. So the kind of a rule here is you want to create output before consuming inputs. Okay, so there's a couple habits that are kind of built into this. So identify your passion project. So, you know, so it, you might be learning to code, maybe it's writing a blog, maybe it's creating a course, maybe it's leading a team or you're creating a business strategy, whatever that might be. I currently have a couple passion projects on the go. Obviously, there's this podcast. There's my habit app that I've been creating. There's a you know my habits boot camp that I'm working on, and a course and behind the scenes. So there's a couple you know a couple passion projects that I have on the go. You know, so you start your week, uh, review all your goals and your passion projects, and identify your top three priorities for the week. Think about all the various areas, and then identify the top three priorities. Each day, the start of each day, identify your number one priority for the day and work on that. Spend at least one hour working on your number one priority. And you do this before, you know, you're, you're creative, before you're reactive, right? So I do this first thing in the morning. I spend one hour. You know, I wake up in the morning. I meditate, um, do, some, do some exercise, you know, set my priorities. Uh, then I work. I work on, spend one hour per day. And you know, this is how I, you know, I created my habit tracking app in about six months, you know, one hour per day. This is how I write my blogs. This is how I write my, um, my, my courses one hour per day. And I haven't even looked at Facebook. I haven't checked email. I haven't checked, um, uh, you know, any of these inputs. It's all about being creative before you are reactive. And at the end of the week, you kind of review, how did you do, right? Did you complete your top three priorities? And then you adjust as required. You know, some weeks I only get one of the, one of the three done. Sometimes it's two, sometimes it's three for three. Uh, but the idea is to constantly, um, constantly improve and check to see how you're doing. And the kind of the fifth point here, the fifth step is never stop learning, right? When you decide to turn pro, you're going to hit what they call this vision ability gap, right? This is the point where your vision or the goals that you have yourself is beyond your current skill level. And when this is where people kind of the frustration kind of kicks in and that, you know, this is once again, that thing where you kind of kind of start investing in yourself so that you can actually implement your vision and your goals. 
So you need to be constantly investing in yourself, right? I, um, you know, I'm I'm always I'm currently in like multiple training programs. I, you know, I read about you know 35 to 40 books a year, but it's in a broad range of topics, right? It's strategy, leadership, productivity, marketing, mindfulness. Uh, a lot of these different topics kind of bring their creativity uh, into the work that I do. So your homework. So once again, we don't do habits for the sake of habits. We do them to improve our lives. So so what is your objective? for your work life, right? Step one, decide to turn pro and, you know, move from curiosity into passion to purpose and kind of spend that time. Who are you at your work best, right? Figure that out. Step two, identify the habits that are going to move you toward your objectives, right? If you're feeling burned out, then maybe you need to dial in your energy, eat, move, sleep, meditate. Maybe you need to, once you have that dialed in, you can start being creative before you're reactive, right? So spend that one hour per day working on your passion project, right? Or do you need to start a daily, maybe it's a reading habit or a learning habit of some sort to level up your domain knowledge so that you can close the vision ability gap. Okay, right. So identify identify those habits. Step three, pick one. Experiment with one habit. Don't Don't try to improve all areas or install all habits at once. Start small and build up over time. Now, for more habit suggestions, you can uh, get the Work-Life Balance Handbook at worklifehandbook.com. Now, if you have any questions that you want me to answer about this show or perhaps cover off in future episodes, uh, head over to my personal uh, website at verigan.com, V-E-R-E-G-G-E-N.com, and submit your questions. I'll also put a link in the show notes on where you can download the Work-Life Balance Handbook as well as my habit tracker. And make sure to... to subscribe to the Mindful Habits podcast inside your favorite app. I want to personally thank you for tuning in. I wish you well on your Mindful Habits journey. Until next time.